And we're back with another episode. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Lighthearted, family friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. That crowd was not timed well. That's all our fans. The person holding up the cue card was about five seconds late on holding up the cue card. Applause now. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. We're trying to hit this podcast earlier in the day. I'm awake. Somebody told us a couple weeks back that we say the word podcast too much. Is that possible? I don't know. I guess we should say show. Never really thought about it. Who thinks about the words they say? That would just be crazy. We probably do say it a lot, though. Welcome to the show. It's not really a show either, though. Sure it is. It is a show. It's really A podcast not. is a show. Eh. A, well, a sh- all right, so you got different kinds of show. You got TV shows. You got radio shows. You have, you have radio. Podco show. Radio. Pod, podco. Podcast shows. Radio shows. Yeah, but... Why are you talking to the side of the mic like that? Now I'm going to have to fix that. Because I was like talking, talking, and then I was shifting my position. You're doing it again. And I started talking again as I was shifting. When you guys hear that fluctuation in her voice, that's... This is just real life us. So just let me be me. Just let me be me. Are you saying that it's explicitly us? It is. Hmm. That's crazy. let's not choose this moment of life to be a perfectionist. Oh, oh, ouch. <laughs> Low blow. Oh, ouch. That hurt my heart. But <laughs> I don't think we need to talk like that. But listen, um, I do need you to talk to the front of the mic. For real. Leave me alone. One of these days I'll get you a, a better mic. But for now, this is going to keep us for a very long time. So I need you to help me out so I don't have to spend as much time. In post Just leave production. it be. It doesn't have to be perfect. It does. No, it, it doesn't. Does. If I lean to the side and I talk in my mic, that's what happened in our show. So mm-hmm. leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so which worse? Uh, crickets at night or these, <laughs> these annoying the blinds? The blind wind chimes? The blind wind. Do you guys have any of those blinds? What are these called? They're not Venetian blinds. I don't know what Venetian means. I'm just saying the words that came to mind. They're like the plastic hanging pieces. They're 32 feet long and they <laughs> hang from the top of your ceiling and and you can twist the rod and it turns. I think these are all broken. It, we yeah, don't ever twist don't, them. These don't twist. <laughs> and it opens up uh, and closes. Well, we have our windows open. Um, 24-7. 24-7. So these things are like plastic wind chimes. <laughs> Uh, so we judge our weather based on the loudness of the chimes. But there's no crickets. But there's no crickets. So it's either crickets or... And there's no lawnmowers this morning. No lawnmowers. <laughs> and the kids are locked in their room. What are the kids doing right now? Cleaning. Cleaning. Oh, their bedroom. Oh, mercy. 
Do you? I remember having a really messy bedroom. You never had a messy bedroom ever in your life. I guarantee it. Yeah, because I shared. Sorry, sister. I shared a bedroom with my sister, and she was slightly messier than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple things about Trista growing up that I find humorous. One, I can't ever see her with a messy bedroom. Two, uh, I can't. She's never gotten a spanking in her life. Oh, so um, that is an ongoing conversation that we have. Now we're going to get an email from my mother. She'll email. Say, Correct- oh, yeah, I totally spanked her. No, you. mom, you spanked her one time probably. And it was whatever. It was like, now don't you do that. Swat, swat. I got my share. <laughs> I got my share. If there's a good one we can put on the air, let us know, mom. <laughs> email us tell us why she got that spanking i don't think that's necessary i think it is i think it is so anyways kids are cleaning uh their room and it's filthy it's disgusting um but hopefully they should be done pretty soon hopefully yeah all right well it's good to be with you today we have some fun things to talk about i enjoy talking with my wife she's my best friend She's who I'd rather talk to than anyone else. Now, Trista, do you enjoy? Do you have a? You didn't hit like a button, like oh. Mm-mm, I don't. Do I have one effects. of those? Here we go. I got you right here. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we in a sound effects mood today? It just seemed appropriate. Okay, here we go. Is that a good one? Eh. I like talking with my wife. Does she like talking with me? Do you like talking with me? Usually. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) She's not a big talker, so I got to draw it out of her. We've been doing some interesting things. We got some interesting things coming up. Trista's birthday is coming up. Now we need the cheer. Oh, okay. I got you. (laughs) On uh, we got March fourth. It's Trista's birthday. March fourth. That's how I learned her birthday and always remembered her birthday. I really didn't make that connection until later in life. I think I made it for you. Probably. I think I did. March 4th into your birthday. So, um, yeah, how old are you going to be? Old. Old Mother Hubbard. 37. Is that right? 37. I'm 37. You're turning 37. We're only Just what, a few two months. months. Yeah. Two months and two four and days. Half, yeah. I had to do the count. Um, two and a little. 37. I, I don't know what when it was, but at some point in my life, I started forgetting how old I was. Like every year, I have to ask Trista how old I'm going to be. Um, you ask me whenever someone asks your age. You're mm-hmm. like, how old am I? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Does anybody else forget their age? <laughs> like you don't remember it? Life is not an age. The years just life kind is of just one big adventure meld together. I guess. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be 37, and you made a request. Oh yeah. Of me, uh, something that we're going to do, um, and we'll share it with everybody right now. We are going. Wait, I got to get a good sound effect for <laughs> this. We are going camping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going camping. Um, Trista has never been one to like camping ever. That's not true. True. It's not true. Oh, here we go. My family, every summer, mm-hmm. 
would do camping trips. We would go to all the state parks. You were Dave Ramsey before Dave Ramsey was Dave Ramsey. We went to the state parks, and normally we would go with other families, and they would stay in the lodge. (laughs) (laughs) And we would camp. Oh, that's funny. Because we weren't going to spend the money to stay in the lodge. Because you were Dave Ramsey before Dave Ramsey was Dave Ramsey. But, perk, since our friends stayed in the lodge, we could go swim at the lodge. (laughs) 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 And we would do, like, one meal at the lodge. Yeah. Anyway, but we did go camping all the time when I was a kid. Well, we sometimes went camping, but we were more poor than you were, and we didn't go camping all the time. We just went to the lake every once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't get to stay the night all the time. But um, you went camping a little bit as a child. I went camping a little bit as a child, and I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I like camping when you're prepared. Like when you have everything you yes. need. It's so annoying when you go camping and you don't have something or you're cold or you're hot or right. you know all that. And my necessity is some form of a bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a hike into the woods and go kind of girl. So as long as I have some form of a toilet. Yes. I'm good. So last time I took a bucket. Yep. And that was fine. You know they make... Toilet seats that go on top of five-gallon buckets. We need one of those. I don't think we do. I think we're okay. I think we're fine. Did um, you sit on the five-gallon bucket? <laughs> nope, I did not. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have a ring to this day. <laughs> so, anyways. Anyways. We're um, prepared and we, we live in a good climate to be able to do this. And we have this place that's on top of a, a hill that we can go to. And you get a good breeze. And so. Good breeze. Good view. Dark at night so you can see all the stars. Oh, my goodness. That last time we went, we, we of course, let the kids stay up a lot longer did than normal. Did we talk about it in our podcast? I don't know. Did we ever mention it? I don't know. It? I don't keep track of these things. I bet we did. But we stayed up really late and watched the stars. And can I just tell you, they were, it was, it was like a light show. So many shooting on. stars. So many shooting stars and so many satellites. Yeah, there were a lot of satellites. A lot too. of satellites. I mean, easily a dozen. A dozen satellites. Which if you know anything about lately, um, a lot of people are, are launching satellites into the atmosphere for various reasons. You got Starlink. Uh, Elon Musk company, who's starting an internet service, a satellite internet service. Um, I think it was he was boasting, and and his vision is it is it to be is for it to be worldwide. So to be able to supply internet in countries and places where they can't have high speed internet. Well, if anybody can do it, he can do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so he's launching satellites into the um, orbital atmosphere. And it's going to create this data network. He already has, I want to say, over a thousand satellites up there, or maybe right at a thousand. Crazy. Uh, maybe even more. I could be way off on that number. So um, he's doing beta testing in the northeast area of the United States right now, I believe. Actually, actually, no. I mean, that's where he started, but he's actually moving into um, Kentucky because a friend of mine is going to be getting the service very soon well any day now he should be getting the service and i don't know what you all pay for your internets i know in the states it can be very cheap in in um do people still call it the orient 
<laughs> I don't think they call it the Orient anymore. Uh, in in the Asian countries, it is in European countries too. It can be very cheap for high speed internet. Hmm. Um, but in the United States, it can, you can get a pretty reasonable rate. But you also sometimes don't get high speed internet. Mm-hmm. Well, where we live, we get like five megabytes. Is it megabytes? Is that the speed caliber? You're asking the wrong person. I think it's megabytes um, of speed. And we pay, listen to this, y'all, $100 a month. Yeah. Seems like a lot. It is a lot. Um, but it's a local company. It is. We don't have many options. We don't have many options. It's a local company, so they're they're very much on call. I literally have the phone number to the owner of the company, and I text him directly and say my internet's down. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get, get on it. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. And they've set up their system to where, because we've been in um, uh, tropical storms, um, where power is lost and things like that, and internet goes down. They set up their network to where it can run off of solar. Um, so their their um, link ups, I don't know what they're called, their towers can be powered by solar. So when the system goes down, there might be a little bit of downtime, but a whole they don't have to wait for the you know the electrical grid to get back up. And so um, we went with them. Pretty good contingency plan, mm-hmm. emergency plan. But Mr. Elon Musk, Starlink is starting this service now several months back i logged into their company and put in my email address to be notified if they're ever going to come to this area of the world and um i got an email was it yesterday i don't know if i told you about this what i think it was yesterday and you said you did a deposit yeah Yeah. and they said hey um they're kind of they're kind of um, updating their their list in a sense that I'm on the list to be notified, but yet they want to get it more locked in, like who actually is going to be wanting to get it. If you want to get on that list mm-hmm. and get signed up, put down a deposit to basically show you're serious. Right. So it was a $100 deposit. So I threw that down real quick um, because the what they're doing... Of course, it's satellite. So people up in the Northeast and Midwest are out in the middle of nowhere, right? They're in the middle of nowhere. And what you do is you pay $500, okay, for the startup. And they send you a, a package. In the package is a... Um, Router? No. Um, dish. A small dish. I think it's about 14 to 18 inches. It's a dish and a router and everything, right? Everything that you need is is there. Even like a ridiculous amount of cable to put your router up on a roof or something. So they send you everything. They send you everything. That a local company would have come and do. Exactly. Exactly. So they send you the box. And actually, I've seen the, the, um, when people open the box, I forget what that's called, review. And in the box, everything is hooked up. It's actually well packaged. Everything is already connected to where, theoretically, I mean, you you do you will unconnect it to stick it through a hole in the side of your house, but you wouldn't have to really. I mean, it's it's completely connected. All you do is plug it into the wall, set the tripod up with the satellite, and it's going to do it automatically. So, anyways, for five hundred dollars, they send you that, okay. and then they charge you one hundred dollars a month after that for high speed internet. Now, how how high speed? You might ask, well, 
people on the minimum side of their speed test are getting 75, I think, uh, 75 megabytes. I think I'm being conservative. I think they're actually getting over 100. Y'all, contrast that to us getting 5 and 6. 5 and 6 compared to 100, easily 150 megabytes of speed. And I, I hope I'm saying that right. I hope it's megabytes. Um, so that's for the same money. Right. Except your, you know, your equipment purchase. But that's amazing, right? Um, and since it's such a compact system, some people are even taking this with them if they travel for work. You know, it's basically it comes in the size of a suitcase. So if they travel for work, some people are going and living out in their camper or going camping and wanting to work while they're out there. So they take it. And I mean, that's just that's fascinating, cool. isn't it? Yeah, because you can take it anywhere. Yeah. The satellites are... Very small, there. very yeah. small. It's it's basically the, the satellite's the size of, I mean, the dish is the size of maybe a, a dish that you'd be on top of your camper. But you can receive the reception because and, yes. the satellites are yeah. out there. And so I guess this goes back to our camping trip and that we saw a lot of satellites. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them were Mr. Musk. Um, but there's also a lot of shooting stars. A lot of them. I remember the the best one was one where we were all looking up but you know how you're with people and you see a shooting star and they say oh i saw one they're like oh i missed it and you're all looking up at the sky but you're looking at different places right. and you just miss it this one was like so big so bright so long that no matter where you were looking in the sky you saw it streak across the sky and all of us that were out there were like we all yelled like wow <laughs> it was so cool and then we start singing, when you wish upon a star. But we're going to do that for your birthday. Yay. And uh, hopefully, that's the plan anyways. Take Unless, it, you know, it could rain or something. Then shh, we might what not go. What is wrong with you? We might not, the last time we slept in the back of the Bronco. What'd you think of that? Yeah, so. You and I, the right. kids slept in tents. We had the two like two person tents. Yeah. Which I think we thought they were bigger. We didn't plan on sleeping. Didn't. We didn't plan on sleeping in the Bronco. We didn't. I don't think when we had left. I don't remember. We assumed that the tents were bigger because we never well, well, yeah, we, we, we did. did open them. I think we planned on sleeping in the Bronco we because have. we we opened them. We must have. But we didn't plan appropriately for sleeping in the Bronco. No, not really. We thought it wouldn't be that bad. I mean, it was ideal in this in the space in the size of it. But we didn't but, plan for sleeping on metal. <laughs> we just, I don't know what we were thinking, but we're like, we'll just take our sleeping bags yeah, and no, sleep on the that floor. Was, that was the most uncomfortable sleep Hi, ever. Yeah, that was rough. Metal. But other than that, other than the like literal sleeping, everything was great. And yeah. it was fine with sleeping in the Bronco. We just did oh, not yeah. plan that. If we had Correctly. if we had some um, foam or some mattresses, anything, anything, <laughs> anything, I was like, I'm trying to find my socks to throw them under myself to sleep on I mean, my. We socks. didn't even take like an extra quilt or blanket or no. anything. It was literally just our sleeping bags. Yep. Well, we didn't have an extra blanket that we th- no that we slept on. because then it was like, do we sleep on top of? Mm. Do we sleep on top of the sleeping bag on to get like layers. the double layer, yeah. or do we get in it so that we have something on top of? <laughs> it us? was really messed up it, we were really uh, tired i mean we morning. could have taken like our yoga mats anything anything would have been better and if you were if you're a back sleeper it might not be as bad because you're just on a board 
But if you're like us no, and you like to so sleep, <laughs> but we like to sleep on our sides yeah. and you cannot sleep on your side on a hard surface That's because you're just hurts your hips. Yeah. Oh man. A couple, a couple tips for you. If you're camping on the ground and you like to sleep on your side, um, is to dig, dig a hole, dig a hip hole <laughs> for your hip to go down into. And that's, that helps a lot. Maybe a shoulder I hole. Learned, I learned that from Louis L'Amour <laughs> in their Western books there. Cowboys used to do that. So anyways, we're doing that. That's going to be exciting. Yes. And you're, I think you're starting to enjoy camping a little bit more. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. Doesn't enjoy it. It's, I did it as a kid. And then I really, we really never did it much as a family. Like after we were I always were married. wanted to, and you never wanted to. That's what I'm saying. You're starting to enjoy it more. I don't think you're, you're, um. I think you're in denial. I, I always wanted to go camping, but you never wanted to. We went a couple times. We went a time with friends and it was fine. And then we went a time with our family when it was really cold. That was fun. And I did not enjoy that. And I, I like think that's what you cold. have in your mind that I had one experience I didn't enjoy because it was really cold. Mm. But other than that, as long as I have a place to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. I'm fine with camping. Mm-hmm. And as long as I have a place to like make my coffee in the morning. Mm. Campfire coffee is some of the best coffee. It is. It's probably because you're really tired when you are wanting it, but it's really good. We like taking our, well, we have two different coffee makers. One of them is a percolator. We took the percolator and just to heat up the water. Well, but before that, we used to take that percolator to percolate. It can, yes. It can, but it does, yes. it doesn't make, it makes a good coffee, but it doesn't have the greatest filter. So right. you're going to have grounds in the bottom of your coffee, which is fine. It's cowboy coffee. But if you take a French press, because yes. that's how we go camping. Yes. <laughs> Then you can just boil your water yes. and use your French press. Now, we like coffee. Perfection. We like coffee. Now, do you like coffee? If you do, what is your favorite method of making coffee? Now, so I have friends that have espresso machines. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. I mean, that's the ultimate dream, right? If, if any of you are looking for Christmas presents for the Sharpetta Man, family. If they weren't so espresso expensive. Espresso machines, right? I would have one of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cheap ones are 500 bucks. Yeah. That's a cheap one. Not these. I'm not, not the ones about, that take no, the little pods. No, no, no. And yeah. we're not talking like the McCafe brand either, where it's plastic, you know, and you got this little plastic twist, you know, the pressurized. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about like the full metal. Yeah. Um, heavy duty. Heavy duty. Steamer, everything. Yeah. So, not steamer, milk. Frother. Frother. Yeah. I, th- I think you use a steam to do that, though. They heat the milk. Yes. Um. So, Yeah. What's your favorite way to make coffee? You got the espresso makers. You got the, we, we like French press, which is amazing. And if you don't, if you've never done French press, it's basically a container with a separator for your grounds to go in the water. And then you push the grounds down through the water yep. and then you just keeps have it your separate. And it's just, but the coffee has this thick froth on it usually that just really helps the flavor. It's good and robust. Very robust. We like that. And then, I mean, we don't use that every day. We use a drip every day, to be honest. We do, yeah. We make sure we get good coffee and we use drip. But if we, and then there's another thing. we It's kind of a percolator, but what's that thing called? Oh, yeah. It's a type of percolator, but. It's more like 
like an it's like a percolator slash espresso maker. Yeah. Because it takes a very compact amount of coffee. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make a very... But it's like a percolator in the sense that you put it on your stove and then it, the water bubbles up through it. You guys have seen them. It's it's hourglass shaped. It's probably... It's, like it's little, got facet sides on it. It's kind of like faceted. It's a little maybe like five inch. Yeah, it's... um. What's that kind of metal? It's like it's not cast. It's um, that cheap yeah. aluminum type metal. Yep, it's not aluminum. It. There's, <laughs> man, I can't think of the type of metal that it is, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. And it's really cheap, really fragile, and so it makes really strong, very strong, like espresso coffee. Can, Two little cups you starts with a C. It. The word I'm thinking of starts with a C. Very. Compact? No, no, no. What do you? The robustness of the coffee, concentrated. Oh, it makes very concentrated coffee. Just so much so. So where? So it's really yes. It's the cheapest way to get a cup of espresso rather than having an espresso machine. Yep. If you want to have a little cup of espresso, you're going to use that thing. I don't know what it's called. It's a type of percolator, but maybe maybe it's an espresso machine or not a machine, but maybe it's an espresso. Espresso coffee I think it's maker. a type of espresso. Yeah. But boy, that's fantastic. And here's the thing. If you have a gas stove, you make it right on your gas stove. Put that thing on there. If you don't have a gas stove, boy, I, I wouldn't want to wait for that. But um, yep. man, coffee's good, huh? Yep. So having coffee when you're camping is fantastic. And then when you're camping with your coffee, the only thing that you can have with it is jerky. <laughs> you got to have beef jerky. Oh my goodness, that sounds so good. So that's what we're doing coming up. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Excuse me while I stretch a little bit and pull my arm out of its socket. All right, we got a few words from our listeners here. Um, And for some reason, my computer's not getting... And I did get a couple of text messages this week saying people liked the Abide app. Oh, But I think these were people that were already using it. Okay. But they heard our podcast and they were like, yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So. Um, a lot, somebody responded and said they let their kids listen to it. And their kids are usually get up like right after they go to bed. They, they're the kind of kids that like want to get up and I need a drink. I need this. I'm scared. You know, all these things. And he's like, they were out. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe try it for your kids. We, we like to let our kids, especially when they were even younger. Well, I say younger. Poor little AJ. He's just skipping his whole childhood. <laughs> um, but when the kids were younger, they, no, still, they still do it. Listen to Patch the Pirate or they listen to Adventures in Odyssey mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. I used to listen to Treasure Chest Bible stories when I was a kid. And then... Now, well, they don't listen to Abide, but it would be a good thing yeah. uh, for them to listen to uh, as in, in the sense of just putting them out. Yes. It's not something that you listen to for the sake of the story. It's something you listen to to well, put yourself out. Well, because if you're listening to something like Patch the Pirate or Adventures in Odyssey, it tends to maybe keep your mind awake because mm-hmm. you're following the storyline, mm-hmm. whereas the stories on Abide are more towards allowing you to relax and fall asleep. Truth. More so than keeping up with the storyline. Yep, you are correct. Correct, Mungu. Hey, y'all, sorry about last week, um, the late uh, episode release, because I'm telling you, I was in the middle of editing the episode, and I got that email from 
uh, Buzzsprout, who is our uh, host, and I guess they were getting all kinds of attacks. Um, and then what these attacks did is they bogged down their, it was like shut down their their um, website because of the amount of volume that these um, hackers were pushing through. I can't explain it. I'm not a computer guy, but basically they were pushing through so much data request that it shut down the website, it just locked it up. And so they kept doing that and it would stop for a little while and they'd do it again. And that interrupted other people's services. And so these hackers were saying, we'll stop doing this attack if you will pay us. And so they were they were trying to extort, extort money from them. And of course, Buzzsprout said they're not going to pay because then these hackers, this is what they do for a living. They just use that money to fund more serious attacks. So, yeah, but our data and everything was safe and our information, it wasn't any, any it wasn't a, a mining type right. uh, hacking. It was just um, um, an attack on the data usage. <laughs> they wanted a ransom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, sorry about the episode getting out late. wasn't our control. Um, this one will get out on time. Lord willing. Anyways. So, sorry about that, y'all. Thanks for staying tuned. Um, but, oh, we never do this, but we need to do this. We hit a, a new number of podcast downloads, and and we had these milestones yeah. that we never announce and we never get excited about. And I feel like we should be getting excited about them. But we hit fifteen hundred downloads. Amazing! That's fantastic. Nice. That's really good. Now I know there's podcasts out there that get that in one day. <laughs> But we're not out. We're not doing this for a living. This is just friends, family, people who are connected to our friends and family that are listening to this. Um, that got us to that number, and I think that's very exciting. You know, so thank you for helping us get there. All right, what were we talking about? Oh, emails. That's what we're talking about. People responding. Oh, I can't get it on my computer. I don't know why my email is not refreshing on my computer. I got to look into that. But here, we we heard from. Um, What's the scoop? Remember that company, What's the Scoop? Yes. The that we advertised. The the president and the VP, both of them contacted us. That was awesome. And um, the people said, they said that they're very thankful for our shout out. So that was nice. You're very welcome. <laughs> and then I love this one. They're like, the story uh, behind the start of it is a little off, but that's okay. Which we had no idea what we were talking about, so we expected it to be a little bit off. Um, so they didn't tell what the story is, but we would like to have them on one day and, and hear more about their entrepreneurship spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing. That. But, uh, oh, and then they wanted us, they didn't want us to do this, but I'm going to do this anyways. They were correcting one thing that I, I made a statement of, and that was, you know, I said they're probably more commercial than residential, but that's actually not true. They're more residential than commercial. So they go to people's houses and clean up their yards more than um But I bet residential includes like apartment complexes. I don't think so because that's, I think that's commercial. I mean, well, you're right because it is residential. Yeah. But I, I think if, I think they're talking about houses. Maybe. Feel free to correct us. Uh, what's <laughs> correct the scoop? Us again. Feel free to correct us. But I think, I think residential is independent houses, whereas commercial is any company that holds a contract with them for various reasons. So, 
We don't know what we're talking about. We have about. no idea. Well, good for you all. That's <laughs> exciting. All right. So then on our book conversation, it's funny. Uh, we got uh, an email back from Jerry. And I think he's read every book that we have read because he says the burden bear, the ordering your private world are excellent books. So he's read them both Good. and says they're excellent books, which I agree with one of them. I don't, I don't know about burden bear, but you obviously like it. Yes. So we got that going for us too. All right. And then did you, did you already give all of your responses or were there any more to give? Um, I think that was it. Just people said they liked the abide app. Um, and then there was another text from a family member that said the show was mm-hmm. different than what we normally do, but they liked It's they different liked every it. week. It is we have no idea week. what we're doing. We just... We fly by the seat of our pants. We fly by the seat of our pants that has a ring from a five-gallon bucket. Like, we have notes. We never follow them. So the notes for today... Mm-hmm. Everything we've done up until emails was not in our notes to do. So are we even going to get to like our pod, what our podcast for today is supposed to be? I don't know. Let's, let's give a, (laughs) let's give a taste. Let's give a taste of it. And then maybe we'll finish talking about it next week. All right. Oh, and I did another person. I forgot about this. Sent me a word of the day. Oh, okay. Hit it. A word of the week. Wait a minute. We got to, we got to get some music on this. Definitely. Let's do this right. Here we go. Word of the week. Nostomania. Nostomania. Can I guess on what this is? Absolutely. Somebody who is um, uh, is crazy about, like in a good way, about the old days, about nostalgic things. Mm. No. But that's a good guess, right? Nostomania. Yes. No, this is... An irresistible compulsion to return home. Interesting. Nostomania. Um, would we call that a homebody? Like somebody who doesn't like to be away from home? Or something that, is that homesickness? Is that? It could be similar to that. I'm thinking like someone who's gone on maybe a, a long extended trip and they're suddenly like, I gotta go home. It's time to go home. Maybe it was even an open-ended trip. Okay. And they're just like, I bet. Hometown. I bet our military men and women probably experienced yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably. I'm sure. You know, when you can't go home and you want to. So. Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you for that. That was that was quite good. I like that. All right. So for next week, something that we might get into, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit right now. But I think we've alluded to this in the past. I'm sure. We have a couple. Let me ask you a question, y'all. Do you have any collections? Do you collect anything? Do you like to collect things? Do you not understand people who like to collect things? Are you anti-hoarding and collecting is a type of hoarding, therefore you hate it? Some people are like that. They are. They are. Um, Some people collect sports memorabilia. Some people collect a particular, if you have a favorite team, you might just collect anything that has to do with that team. And you might not think you collect it. But if you look around your house, you find out that you're a collector. Um, some ladies collect shoes. Mm, purses, purses. yeah, Right. Earrings. 
Maybe. I mean, jewelry. We, we don't think about that as a collection, but if you enjoy wearing different types of jewelry, um, you're a collector. Really, anything can be a collection. It really can. But specifically, things that you look for. Now, we have a couple of collections that we enjoy. Um, and my personal theme for collection has always been things that I can collect that aren't expensive. That are expensive? Aren't. That aren't. aren't. That's They're not. Till today, <laughs> that has been my theme. <laughs> um, or lately, things that are not expensive. Things that bring me joy. Um a link to the past because I like vintage things. Right. We talked uh, last week or the week before about old radio shows. I like old things. I like old cars. I like old clothes. I like old things, old styles. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I want something that I can collect that's affordable, you know? Um, and people say, well, why do you collect them? What good? I mean, is it an investment? Is it something that, you know, no, it brings you joy. Yeah, it's just it's something fun to do. Um, I don't. I. I don't know. You enjoy it. What used to be baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards. You know, you collect cards. Now stamps that's and coins. stamps, coins. Some of those. Well, stamps and coins are actually a, a valid investment. Yeah. Now, baseball cards, basketball cards, and all those sports cards. They used to be, and probably still are, some of them an investment. Right. But that's died off a little bit. I think. And because it's died off, some of the rare cards are even more expensive because it has died off. But, you know, when you collect something that has has a very little value or will not be showing any real value, it's kind of just for your enjoyment. Now, Mm -hmm. you have you have collections, a collection that you you like to collect. Do you do you want to introduce that? Well, I had one. My first collection um started in my childhood when my grandmother um started buying me tea sets like miniature decorative tea sets Mm -hmm. and so I think the first one I got was either for like a Christmas or a birthday when I was maybe around 10 and so I collected those for a long time and I still, every once in a while, if I see something that catches my eye, I would pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that is not, it's not going to be something pretty. It's going to be something thematic. Something that unique has a theme to it. Or something unique, that like in your travels. would mean something to me, yes. Yeah. And speaking of talking about going to all those state parks, there were some state parks that I went to that sold like these miniature tea sets. Um and so I can look at those and remember through my travels where I pick things up. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go, I think when we went to the Bahamas, I picked one up. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So tea sets was my introduction into collections. Yeah. And then let's save the other one for next week. Okay. We'll try to hit collections next week. All right. And then for me, um, s- several things. I mean, knives. I've always enjoyed knives. I used to have a collection when I was a kid, but it was a very cheap collection. You know, it was just random pocket knives I found at a flea market or um, things like that. And then that kind of went by the wayside. Honestly, they were so cheap. I I don't know where most of them are. And then I got to be older. I started collecting guns. You know, what guy doesn't enjoy collecting guns in the United States of America? 
<laughs> and so I collect those. I, I really enjoy those. No, those have value. Now that is, I said earlier yeah. that it's, it's cheap things, but those things actually have value. They, they hold value. Um, not that they're necessarily investment, but I do have friends that collect guns as investments. They have some guns that they bought at price X and now they're price Z and they're like ridiculous expensive. So that it can, it can be an investment as well. Antiques and things like that. So, um, guns have always been something fun to collect. Um, and nice to have. And, and I also, I like you, I like collecting things that are usable, things that I can in, implement mm-hmm. into my life, you know? Um, so those are two of the things next week we want to talk to you about some other collections that you have and i'll bring in some collections that i have and you guys email us this week if you have collections about your collections yeah if you have any kind of collections that you like to collect we'll mention those yep we'll mention them and listen i'm really excited about a new collection that i'm starting can't wait to tell you about that it's exciting um it's it's on the upper end um of it's not cheap but then again it can be it can be cheap but I would say it's a variety. It's a it's a it's a Price spectrum. Range, it's a yeah. spectrum for sure. And it can be an investment type collection. It, it very but again, we'll talk more about it next week. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a great time. Email now, us this week. Where at? Explicitly us at gmail.com. You do that so well. Thank I don't you. I don't know if I could ever do it as good as you. It's gonna be awesome. So um, Trista, was there anything else that we need to talk about before we leave them? We're running out of time, so I guess not. No, we got like five seconds to keep <laughs> talking to them. Four seconds. I think we covered it all for this week. All right. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.